Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Well, go, baby, go, baby, go, baby, go. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. We're coming to you on Tuesday. You're going to hear this on Sunday. You're Matt. Oh, yeah. I'm Dory. Yep. You know the rest. Yep. Um, We're recording this early because I'm going to New York tomorrow. You are. Everyone that went to see Dory, great job. Everyone that didn't go to see Dory, it's too late. You didn't get to make challah. You didn't get to make challah. You didn't get to challah at your girl mm. in tech. Is that what it's called? That's what should be what it's called. Yeah, it is. What's it called? Um, challah back girl. It is challah called, tech I think girl. It's just called. <laughs> well, I guess we're saying what was it called? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's called Rise Up a Challah Bake. Get it, rise up. Sure. Challah has to rise. Honey, is your right ear ringing? Nope. Okay. Is yours? I think I'm getting tinnitus. Oh, dear. Yeah. You might listen to things too loud. Does anyone out there have tinnitus? What are some symptoms? Sometimes I get a dulling pain in my left ear, and now my right ear sometimes rings. Oh, dear. 
You should probably see an ENT. An electro-nose therapist? An ear, nose, and throat therapist person. Oh, you're just eating coffee ice cream because you're pregnant. It's salted caramel. Ah, I was close. The same color. Uh, So look, look, you can hang out and do that, and I'll fill everybody in. I'm done. Finished it. Really? Yeah. Oh. It was a small bowl. I guess you can't even seed control to me for 12 seconds. It's crazy. Go ahead. Fill everyone in. Uh, everything's great. Next. I did a good job. Um, <clears throat> we had our 32 week appointment today. 32 week young. Um, busy day here at the Myra household. Yeah. Busy day. Did not go into work today because of the busyness that was surrounding a pre Dory leaving Los Angeles event. <laughs> Started with therapy. No psychiatrist at eight thirty in the morning. Dragged Bo to the chateau. Got to do some of my phone call with the the psychiatrist while I was uh, with Bo. Some of it was inside the chateau. Did you have headphones on? Yep. Mm. Well, no, I had. I was in the car, right? And then I had headphones on. Yep. For the short walk from the car to the chateau. Sure. And you know, luckily, um, Antonio was there, so Bo just ran right in. He loves Antonio. Yep. Uh, and Antonio then, is the one who took him to the beach. That's right. He's a big fan. Yep. And then we're like, man, I, I got to figure out what to do with Bo over this whole weekend. And my plan was to talk to them today. And then I was I was too late. I had therapy or psychiatrist. I don't know what you call it. Psychotherapy. <laughs> uh, so... Did that. Then I had to. We had to head over to Beverly Hills. I met Dory there because we had our thirty-two week a appointment, uh, which Dory got too late and was freaking out about it because traffic was annoying. And uh, there's just so much construction happening. <laughs> it's so true. It's like it's crazy. If it's not things being built they're like fixing the roads like every other street seemed like it was closed off or it's like seattle right now half closed or, oh. and so i got to the doctors and i was like in a real i'd put myself in a real state blood and pressure through the, the, the nurse took my blood pressure and she was like oh your blood pressure is high she, she's like your blood pressure is usually fine she's like you know what and she'd asked me how i like how are you when i came in and i was like oh traffic was terrible i'm mm-hmm. a little like worked up she's like take some deep breaths i'm gonna take your blood pressure again and then it went like way down <laughs> and she was like that's that's a, that's more typical for you reading <laughs> it's fine yeah um i gained a pound you did yep not a lot of that was uh not a lot of that was um water weight as we found out in the intervening uh, ultrasound situation my amniotic fluid was a tad low it was just like a desert in there It was a tad low. It was a desert oasis. It was not a desert oasis. It was an oasis of fun. It was a tad low. (laughs) Everything else looked great. Yeah. The baby's measuring completely average. 
Okay, that's true. Oh, um, this is true. He looked good. He was moving around. Mm-hmm. Um, he's in the right position. Yeah. Apparently, I have a very long cervix. This was also said today, yeah. Doctor said it was like Fort Knox. <laughs> yep. Baby's not getting out of there. Um, she's like, hopefully it'll shorten. I was like, yeah, uh, hopefully that would that would help. Anyway, so the, the ultrasound person said your amniotic fluid is a little low. Um, your doctor will talk to you about it. So... Our doctor said we usually like to see it at a nine or above, and you're at an 8.9. Yeah, but it was too low to get a good photo of this baby. Yeah. So Dory's been spending her day I've just been pounding, chugging water. Just pounding water. <laughs> and then I asked the doctor, like, is it still okay to go to New York? And she, because first she was like, I'd like to see you back in two days to check your fluid. And I was like, well, about that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to New York tomorrow. And, she, and I was like, should I still go? And she was like, you know, if you she gave a very doctory, don't sue me for malpractice answer. <laughs> she was like, look, uh, you know, you're, she was basically like, you're not in like the danger zone. Um, but if you're in New York and you're like not feeling him move, then I might have you go see someone in New York to check your fluid. She was like, you are going to a major metropolitan area. And I was like, this right. is true. Um, and then she said, but I would like to see you back on Monday to check your fluid level. She said, there's two reasons why it could be low. You're either dehydrated or there's like an issue with the placenta. But then she looked at, she looked at the ultrasound photos and she's like, I, I don't think it's an issue with the placenta based on how this looks and that you've been feeling him. So I think you're dehydrated. Blood flow from the placenta yes. to the baby seems to be normal. Yes. So she was like, just drink a lot of water. I thought I had been drinking a lot of water, but you know what? I have been wake. I have been waking up very thirsty. Well, like I said to her, I was like, "You go to bed so early." But I, ha- I drink like almost a whole thing of, I like a pint glass of water throughout the night. Yeah, but I, you know, you, that you, might not even be enough. Your Broadway dance class it, then you go to sleep, and then you're running out the door, and on your run out the door, what do you have with you? You have your water bottle with you, but you're not like. Pounding I was not pounding morning. it. No, this is true. So, so I need to be drinking more water. I'm going to be going to the bathroom so much on that plane tomorrow. I hope everybody's excited. Well, I have an aisle seat. I hope everybody's an aisle. <laughs> I made sure to get an aisle seat. I was like, I'm going to be very pregnant, and I'm going to need to pee a lot. Little did I know how much I was going to have to pee. Well, it's a good thing that they're taking Carrie over in Hollowtown. Yep, Hollow. <laughs> Um, but yeah, otherwise everything looked good. I feel good. No other like real complications. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You know, knock on wood. Knock, knock, wood, wood. Knock, knock. Um. So, yeah, we did that. Then we had to come back to the house because we had to meet the window people and our landlord who asked if they could get some sort of discount by splitting the work up. To which our window guy was like, huh? No, it'll be the same price. <laughs> very funny. He also parked in the middle of the driveway, and there's people who park in like the back of our house who, who don't live here. And like someone was trying to get out. I was like, you literally parked blocking everybody. <laughs> yeah, no in or out for anyone. 
was like, and it wasn't like there weren't empty spots for him. It was a very strange choice. And I also told him to just park behind my car. And he said, okay. And then he didn't. Yeah, it was very weird. Um, so, yeah. So, I think as discussed previously on this podcast, very little in this house had been, has been very, has been really updated since uh, 1924 when the house was built. Yeah. Including the windows. Yeah, they're going to put a hole in my house. <laughs> I, I'm not looking forward to it. Anyway. Yeah, so. Well, at least there's space to do it. Yep, because we cleared out a lot of stuff, Matt. Well, we talked about this last week because we took that break. Yeah, I had my <laughs> Academy Award clean-out break. Yep. And then but, we did a little more cleaning today. Yeah, this morning I got the ladder up and put the Christmas decorations away, finally. Yep. Um, we managed to get the Christmas tree down in a timely manner. We just Yeah, it was all away. It was just in you know in the containers. containers, and the containers were in the dining room slash living room. Yeah. The combination dining room and living room. So now they are up in the attic. Yeah, and I still have to close the attic. The whole it's. Oh yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, I haven't done that yet. Oh yeah, because I was like sort of like trying to figure out if there's anything else I wanted to put up there. Sure. And... <sighs> it's not an attic. It's a crawl space. Yeah, it's it not... could be an attic if it had, like, it should have like a pull down ladder, like pull down stairs. Well, let's see how much that costs and find out if Stu is willing to pay for that. Would He's it be cheaper to just not. get a ladder? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, you could put a pull down in there. Yeah, sure. The But there's so much air conditioning ducked up there now that it would be a pretty useless space. Fair enough. Um, haven't heard the rats lately, though. Yep. Because we finally got the exterminators to come and seal off all the holes leading into the house. Yep. So, you know, things are looking up. <laughs> <laughs> all right. The squalor, the baby, baby, Dory Shafir, the boy, will not have to live in squalor. Sort of. Well, we'll see. I'm just fascinated by the fact that they want to paint in here now. They said they... I talked to the contractor. I mean, what does that mean? When I am I going to take everything off the walls? That's like, I have no idea when that's going to happen. Well, we'll find out. The contractor's coming on Monday. Yeah. And who's going to be here to talk to the contractor? Oh, yeah. You get home Sunday night. Hello. Yeah. C'est moi. C'est moi. C'est moi. Ouais. All right. Well, yeah. That's sort of the update. I mean, a lot's happened, guys, in these past two days. Yeah. It's been a busy couple of days really has who knows what's next <laughs> i mean by the next time you hear from us it'll be pre or post dory's baby shower no it'll nope, be it'll be pre dory going to south by south yes. so we'll have to record early again so get those emails in yeah one more time we won't have to record as early but we'll have to record early like when wednesday tuesday thursday i leave friday afternoon so okay Depending. We'll try to figure it out. Depends we'll on your schedule. Work schedule could be anything. I don't know if I'm going to be on set. I don't know what's happening. The only thing I'm supposed to do is go see Captain Marvel with uh, Andy at 10.20 p.m. on a Thursday. So the night before I leave. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you were actually gone already. No, I leave Friday. Look, you know, I'm not the one that buys these tickets. 
It's on the calendar. I've only se- I've only seen two movies with Andy. Rogue One and Logan. Both no Rogue Logan Rogue One Logan and Thor Ragnarok. We finally watched um, Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Yes, which was v- fascinating. How Dory does not like movies to tell her what's happening. She wants to know what's happening before the movie is ready to explain it to her. It's very interesting. What do you mean? Like you wanted, like you kept, you were asking about the spider, the, 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 the you know. Because I feel 43. like, I feel like there's so much backstory. But in there these, isn't. This in these, is like. So that's why I'm asking. So all you have to say is there's no backstory. I just assume that there's backstory to everything and I'm just not getting it. That's the thing I, with these said, comic book just movies. Let, door, let the let the Spider Verse tell you about the Spider Verse, which they did. Yeah, they did. did it, was it a satisfactory amount of them telling you what was happening? Um, <laughs> ish. <laughs> well, you know, there's just been so many variations of Spider-Man over the years. You know, they've all existed in the comics. Okay, this they've is had, this had, is exactly what I'm saying. Well, no, I mean, There's but like they explain, but they explain each with. one. They explain each origin of each one. Yeah, they do. So you don't need it, mm. you know. But it was a very clever way of getting all of these it versions was. into one universe. It was. I enjoyed the movie very much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I liked Miles. You know, in the uh, Spider-Man video game for PlayStation 4, which is great. Uh, Miles is in that game as well. Oh. I assume they're going to do an animated sequel. Yeah, for sure. I don't see why they wouldn't. Why wouldn't they? Made a bunch of money. Yeah. Won an Oscar. People loved it. It It beat The Incredibles 2. So, why not? There you go. All right. Meanwhile, outside of Spider Town... Don't forget to leave your Apple Podcast reviews. You can join our Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash excellent adventure. If you have a pressing question that we can't answer because we haven't recorded the podcast or recorded early, Facebook group is a good place to go and ask. It is a great place to go and ask all those questions. There's also a pregnancy and children's spinoff group. Love a good spinoff. You can also go to uh, excellentadventure.com. And patreon.com forward slash excellent adventure if you want to hear what a podcast would sound like if we recorded it right after this one. True story. Uh, did you put up the other one? The Patreon episode? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I still have to put up the two. When is the last day of the month? Thursday. Hey. <laughs> I've got to put up the Star Trek ones. Short month. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Twitter at Excellent Pod. You can email us, Dory and Matt at Gmail or Matt and Dory at Gmail. Our phone number is 413-461-BABY if you want to leave a voicemail. We love voicemails. A couple of voicemails today. A couple of emails today. Seems like a fun, uh, active bunch. True story. I'm going to kick things off with this email from Anna or Anna. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Remember we were talking about... Um, postpartum rage last week yes rock throwing yes all right eight months out and i'm still dealing with postpartum depression and rage it's possible the rage is linked to my traumatic birth experience which by the way all birth is trauma schedule therapy in advance is the best advice i could ever give then she says if a new mom wants space back the hell off and give her some space 
send thinking of you texts to keep the lines of communication open, but otherwise let her heal in her own way and time. I certainly had zero desire to see anyone for a long time after my son was born. Having to keep it together for someone else is anxiety and yes, rage inducing. While you may think you're being helpful, it's often just a burden to visit before she's ready. I think that is a very good perspective. I cannot wait to leave and text you thinking of you messages. Oh, where are you going to go? I don't know. Outer space or something. I'll be like, thinking of you. I'll, assume, I'll just assume you have rage and I won't be around. But you're my husband. Well, it sounds like this person that wanted to throw rocks also wanted to throw them at her husband. No, I don't think she did. No. I just assumed. Anyway, thank you, Anna or Anna. I think that's actually a really good point. I think it's good to like let people know that you're there and you like you are ready to talk when they are, but not to put pressure on them. Therapy in advance. Schedule it. That's also good advice. When's the baby coming? You don't know. <laughs> um, all right. This is from Amelia. She says, I have two small comments to make about last week's episode. One is that I've never heard of postpartum rage as a diagnosis, but wow, does that make sense to me as a way for the body to process everything that just happened? After I endured all the hours of labor with my first son, I felt pretty angry at evolution that it hadn't come up with a better way for mothers to birth babies. You would want an egg, right? Oh, yeah. Just lay an egg and sort of sit on it. Yeah. That would be more convenient. I agree. Birds know what's up. Birds, reptiles, fish. Yeah. Turtles. Turtles. I like turtles. <laughs> and my husband uh, my husband invented a song for me during the weeks after our first son's birth that had these lyrics. We only have one mommy and she's so grouchy. <laughs> oh, that's a good song. He sang the grouchy mommy song and whatever random sing-songy tune popped into his head and it never failed to make me laugh despite my mood. Because it was so true. My second comment is for the woman from last week who's pregnant in her 40s and struggling with sadness, knowing that this will be her first and last baby, meaning every moan of joy and anticipation that comes along with pregnancy and the phases of raising a baby will be her last. I don't know if it will be a comfort to her to hear, to her to hear this, but every mom I know, including myself, whether we had one or five kids has felt a really bittersweet ache and sadness when the time came to acknowledge that we weren't going to have any more kids and our last kid was the last time we would get the fun of meeting our new baby or seeing a first step or hearing a first word. You might think that if you got to do it more than once, then the last time wouldn't feel so awful, but for me and my friends, that hasn't been the case. I would say the sadness she is feeling is totally valid and was going to be unavoidable whether she struggled with infertility or not. Hmm. I hear that. Right. But I, 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 I think there is something more. <sighs> Infertility just adds another layer to it, because, like, if you, if you have, if you had the choice to stop having kids, that's different than not having the choice to stop having kids. True. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying. I bet your mommy song is gonna be this, honey. All right. You think that will be my song? Yeah. 
do you have a different song you think it would be? <laughs> Maybe. Um anyway. It's a good time, guys. It's a good times over here. Yeah. A lot of song. A lot of songs going back and forth. Um <clears throat> Well, look, I. Sure. <laughs> the highway to the danger zone. <laughs> Are you Charlie Maverick Ice? Sorry, Ice Man. Such Honey. a long. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. Uh-huh. Highway to the danger zone. That's going to be my song. <laughs> uh, should our song currently be this? I wonder if our son will love ACDC. Anyway, that should be his lullaby song. I mean, he's on the highway to hell. Plus, <laughs> <laughs> it's just highway songs. <laughs> sure. That's a fun game, actually. Uh, <laughs> Lou was uh, telling me about some sort of camp game he would play. About, like, you would have to, like, name all the songs with something in the something in yeah. it yeah that's the idea yeah is that a camp game you used to play no i yeah. just thought of it just now yeah no well here's a lesser known one this is highway star deep purple mm. this is what happens when we're tired and <laughs> recording with computers that are connected to the <laughs> audio all right I think it's time to take a short break. Oh, what? Yep. Okay. Here we go. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks tees and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good look when i open up my uh sock drawer and i see a clean pair of bombas sitting on top not only do my feet sort of jump for joy but like I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got 
some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love, anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher, like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet, not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like you know, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hi, we're back, everybody. Hello. It's good to be back. You in the mood for another email? I missed you all. This is called In the Mood. I don't know if you knew that about this song. Glenn Miller. He has an orchestra. I know he... Didn't he die over the English Channel? Trying to swim it, yep. No, that's not how he died. Oh, now she's looking up Glenn Miller. (laughs) Uh, It's from Nikki. (laughs) Nikki's going to have her email underscored by the Glenn Miller Orchestra. Yes, his... In World War II, Miller's aircraft disappeared in bad weather over the English Channel. Disappeared. I was right. He could have gone to another dimension. Yeah, he was never... lived out a full career. He was never found. Was he serving or doing a USO tour? I think he was doing a USO tour. Yeah, he was traveling to entertain U.S. troops in France. Mm. It's an interesting amount of people that died on USO tours during World War II. A few people coming back from selling bonds, etc. Hmm. Quite a quite a generation, quite a push. Uh, anyway, this is from Nikki. I've been listening to the pod for over a year, and so happy for you all when you became pregnant. She's also expecting thirty weeks, three days as of today. Very close to us. Very. Following along in the milestones, we're both experienced. My husband and I are currently working on our birth preferences with our doula. It's all like good punctuation. <laughs> this is a um, weird thing to be playing behind this. <laughs> I'm curious to what you're planning for labor and delivery. Also, I'm curious, Dory. What are we planning for labor and delivery? Delivery. <laughs> Glenn Miller had two adopted children. <laughs> Glenn and Miller. It was very weird. <laughs> um, what am I planning for labor and delivery? Well, I... 
My, my first plan is to deliver a healthy baby. My second plan is to not die. This is, that should be your first plan. First plan should be not to die. I mean, wouldn't you rather have the baby than... I'm all old and washed up. <laughs> Get a nice new baby. Now I can pull out a Sophie's Choice. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry to make things dark. You made them real dark, honey. Um, no, Let's I mean... Let's go back to this. Less so, dark. <laughs> I... My, I don't know. I, it's hard to say. I'm open to a lot of things. I'm open to getting an epidural if I'm in a lot of pain. Um, I'm going to labor at home for a while. With, I don't know that we have any doula. hard, fast rules. We don't really. Yeah, so I don't, I don't really want to be induced. We're loosey goosey. But here. if the doctor, Look, if your like, cervix is still Fort Knox, we're going to have to C-section you. I mean, I think I would prefer a scheduled C-section to an induction then schedule away honey i think i know you love a schedule i do i mean that sort of makes getting a doula pointless but <laughs> what are you gonna do mm. what are you gonna doula oh no why do why did you say that dory i will do love uh anyway yeah i don't i don't have like a fantasy of my birth no, you know? I, I, I guess I know. I think, you know, it's interesting. I've seen, I've seen women, a lot of women, especially ones who go through IVF, like who end up having to have a C-section, get really upset about it. And I understand that. Um, but I, I, I don't, I don't have a, I don't know. My priority is just to, to have a healthy baby. Like, the birth is just the beginning. I don't want to have a traumatic birth. I think a lot of people, I've heard some pretty traumatic birth stories. Yeah. And actually, like, I do think that having a doula will hopefully help that. Um, I think my doctor is pretty, like, level-headed and not an asshole. <laughs> sure. You know? Like, I think if you have an asshole doctor, it's hard because they don't, like, tell you things. They're just like, this is what we're doing. You know what I mean? Yeah, but also like, why not? Um, I don't know, whatever. Anyway, I feel. I guess what I'm saying is I feel like my doctor does have my best interests at heart. I feel like I am on board for whatever Dory wants, the end. <laughs> yeah, so. That has to be, that has to be my number one. Thank you, honey. I appreciate You're that. You're welcome. I have a supportive husband. I always have been. I guess I guess also what I'm saying is like I don't have a I don't have a natural childbirth. I don't have I don't fetishize natural childbirth. <laughs> Just gonna say that. I, no, I don't Probably think Probably gonna be some people who get upset with that stuff. Oh, I mean whatever. It's okay, honey. Don't Look, if it. you wanna have natural if you wanna do natural childbirth, go for it. And maybe I will. I don't know. But I'm, we're open to it. We're open to it. I'm just saying, like, if it doesn't happen, it's not the end of the world for me. That's I feel like it just took so much to get here that I'm like.
It's Julian Lege. Cool. Um, all right. He's this, a very good guitar this player. This person, Nikki, also says that she's loving the suggestions for unconventional lullabies. When I was little, my dad used to put me to bed by wrapping me up in a blanket and singing Steppenwolf's Magic Carpet Ride while he carried me upstairs. Oh, my God. That's a great one. It was such a special memory that I chose that song for our father-daughter dance at my wedding. Oh, that is lovely. That's also great. Magic Carpet Ride is really good in uh, Star Trek First Contact, too. <laughs> okay. I have to play voicemail, so could you... Uh, yeah, a little girl, too. It's all in there. Close your eyes, girl. Yep. <laughs> all right. Okay. What do you got? Oh, wait, I can't. Yes, I, that's okay. That's just my volume, not yours. Go ahead. Okay. Hi, this is Kristen um, from Illinois, and I just saw this week's podcast because of the discussion about Jeff Tweedy. Um, I am a nanny and the little three-year-old I nanny for absolutely adores Jeff Tweedy. We listen to Let's Go Rain every single morning at breakfast and it's also a song that he likes to listen to in a lullaby. Um, and every time he hears it, he says, Tigger, Jeff Tweedy. <laughs> um, and sometimes likes to watch the last version on YouTube. So, that is a song I'd recommend. Um, congratulations. I hope you all are doing well. Bye. Bye. I just thought that was so sweet. Alright, I'm going to play another voicemail. But don't you want to hear what she wants us to play? I just want to see what he's playing. Looks like a uh, Martin Double O Fifteen Mahal Mahogany Body, I think. Okay. Can't quite tell because the color's off. Anyway, go ahead, honey. Play another voicemail. Hi, it's Kim from Waltham slash Denver again. <laughs> trying to take Matt's advice and call in early to get it in before your Tuesday recording. Nicely done. I continued listening to the episode and I had more to say. So you guys are talking about the whole, are you sad about the fact that your child will likely be an only child and I, I just wanted, I have sort of two pieces of perspective on this. First is that I am an only child, and I love being an only child. Um, and I think it's something that, you know, to have siblings, I think there's, you know, obviously just uh, an aspect of that that I don't understand because I don't have siblings that um, seems pretty great. But I also know people who don't get along great with their siblings. So I've always kind of thought, sort of a crapshoot. It could turn out great. It could just be someone you happen to be related to. I, I just had a great experience being an only child, and I've always been really comfortable with that idea. Um, that being said, I, I do have two children. My my husband was very much in favor of having a second, um, but my situation was different, and I had my first at uh, you know an age where it was still 
feasible to have another. And but honestly, Dory, to your point of the just the process, or maybe it's even Matt's point, but the process of going through it again, I wasn't really sold on having to go through all of the same infertility treatment that I did for the first. After the second, I felt like I'm a mom and and this is what I wanted, and I I love this little girl and I don't need another baby personally to be fulfilled and that was just for me and, and then I know Dory is not like a miracle story but I just got very lucky in that our, our second pregnancy just happened spontaneously um, and that's been amazing and I, I love having uh, a second child and I love watching them interact but at the same time like I really think if it had just been one, that would have been fine too. So, just some perspective, I guess, on both sides of it. Of you know, it, it's great that we were able to have two, but I would have felt fine if we could only have one. And as someone who was only one, I felt good about it on that side too. So, hope that helps. Thanks again. Bye. Thank you. I like perspective, and I like that she called in before the deadline. <laughs> Agree. So, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for calling in. Um, do you want to read this email from Melissa? Sure, happy to. Want to write in regarding Kira's email. First girl, I get it. My husband and I are a little younger, 34, so it's a bit of a different situation. Quickly, our backstory. of a 10-month-old IVF baby girl, and when we were still pregnant, our plan was to go through a wild ride of IVF again for siblings. We had no embryos left after two rounds the first time, and I have stage 4 endometriosis with old eggs, and my husband has done three-headed sperm. Whoa, three heads. Uh, but he even spoke with our RE to find out when we could start treatment after delivering our daughter. Well, our daughter ended up uh, having... Uh, intrauterine growth restriction so we ended up having multiple appointments a week i think that was intrauterine that would be exactly what that is intrauterine everybody (laughs) you wanted me to read this i don't have my glasses on and i'm tired so here i'll put them on and see what's happening here In the end, healthy five pounds of adorable. I also had some complications for my unplanned C-section that I'm still dealing with. After speaking with the RE post-pregnancy, she seemed very optimistic for baby number two, despite our few bumps in the road. Well, as my husband and I started thinking more about it, we realized that financially baby number two is not feasible. We were not willing to go into immense debt for another baby, and we were working on paying back family that generously loaned us money for number one. There are some other factors as well, but we decided it was best for our family to be done with IVF. I think it was a lot harder for me to come to terms with with this. I loved being pregnant, had morning sickness, but you tend to block that out uh, once the baby comes. I'm I'm paraphrasing. My husband has a counseling background and encouraged an open conversation about all this. He has continued to tell me that his glass is full with our little one. He wants us to be able to provide her with uh, fun vacations, dance lessons, etc., uh also been a struggle for me post c-section complications he's scared to death of losing me if we had baby number two to be clear my doctors cleared me for pregnancy again he was just on the other side of my numerous surgeries with hospital stays we know that we can always build our family in other ways adoption which might visit one day i found that once we stopped focusing on having the baby we're really enjoying our baby girl it has made us a better made me a better mom sad knowing these milestones may be our first and last experience but I'm also very grateful for the opportunity to be parents. So your feelings are heard and validated. It's 
a mourning and grieving process and it will take time enjoy your miracle and you never know what opportunities arise in the future melissa thank you melissa i think that's another thing that i'm worried about like if we decide to go down this road again it's like we're gonna have this little baby Mm -hmm. and instead of focusing on him i'm gonna be focusing on like ivf honey then you don't have to do it that's the beauty of it it's a a decision that can be made what are you doing sorry that was my that was my um, computer playing superstitious The Stevie Ray Vaughan version. Anyway. Oh, boy. (laughs) This is a long email from an anonymous listener. This is a fascinating email. I will read it. Started the email of plane months ago and never hit send. That's fascinating in and of itself. All right. Here we go. It is from Anonymous. Mm -hmm. I am the daughter of a genetic counselor. My mom was one of the early NSGC, National Society of Genetic Counselors, counselors. She was a licensed and practicing genetic counselor from the early 80s and is super proud of her now very low license number. She had worked in a high-risk OB office my entire childhood and did the family screening for most of the egg donors in Southern California. Whoa. Even for your office back in the day. I grew up listening to the tales of her patients at the dinner table and learned all about egg donors and IVF before I even think I understood how babies were made for most people. That long-winded background is to say I always thought growing up that all pregnancies were difficult either to conceive or that something would happen to the developing fetus. Talk about skewed understanding of pregnancy. My mom would regularly remind me growing up that I would need to have my babies by 35 or all the statistics would quickly stack against me. Again, talk about skewed perspective. I have also always been a baby whisperer. I started babysitting at like nine and made good money all the way through high school with my families. I love children and nannied in college. I'm that person who gets handed a screaming, melting down kid and can calm them in less than a minute. Do you want to work for us? <laughs> I truly thought the only thing I was actually naturally good at was raising kids. I had this plan that I would go to college to find and find a perfect loving guy in college. We would finish college together. I would get my PhD. He would get whatever advanced degree he wanted. We would get married, start kick-ass careers by our mid to late twenties and be ready for kids by 30. Well, now I'm 29. I flunked out of grad school several years ago. The loving guy ended up being a couple of epically disastrous relationships. I hit this point a couple years ago where it just felt like it was never going to happen. I know I was and still am young, but I had my mom's voice in my head taking down the time that my eggs would still be viable without chromosomal issues, statistically speaking. My plan felt like it was just never going to happen, especially because I was starting to feel alone. Oh, because I was starting to feel great alone. I love being financially independent with little responsibilities. I have time to do what I, excuse me, I have time to do what I love. Shooting archery competitively. Like Gina Davis. Knitting, reading, love startup and like novel. Like Gina Davis. Uh, I read it twice the summer it came out. Sleeping in and the money to do what I want. I started listening to your podcast after following Matt through his many appearances on Gilmore Guys. Thank you for coming along. And very much wanted to know who he married. <laughs> well, he married me. Someone who doesn't like Gilmore Girls. I knew I would enjoy the topic, but I absolutely love you too. Oh, I thank you. 
Um, so I'm now writing in because you guys have been talking about the switch in your mind that happens telling you when it's time to have kids. This has come up a couple times now. I've given a lot of thought because of the discussions. I've always known I want kids, plural, but in listening to you guys, I've come to realize that I don't need to have them myself. I don't need to birth them. If it happens on its own, great. They don't need to be my DNA, and I will be just as happy to foster and or adopt and or spoil my friend's kids rotten and send them home full of sugar way past their bedtime. This realization was such a huge weight lifted off my shoulders. It makes my dating life feel like actually looking for someone to banter with for the rest of my life, not an interview with a deadline to find some healthy mobile sperm. I seriously came to this realization out shooting my bow one day, not too long ago, listening to you two in this podcast. I love that. I don't, I don't, I don't, I really kind of envy that, having the space to shoot a bow. So thank you. You guys were my switch. So now I've written a novella. Congrats. And I'm sending all my love and good luck for a healthy last few weeks of pregnancy. An uneventful and healthy delivery. Give both some snuggles for me. Anonymous from South Carolina in my 1,550 square foot house with just me and my two cats. I know it's a palace and half the house isn't uh, used. I bought it so I could shoot out back. What do you got? What do you, you got a Martin compound bow? How, you know, how, how many pounds is your We test? actually have enough room in the backyard to have an archery range. Yes, but Los Angeles would not allow such a thing. Is that true? Yeah. You can't shoot a bow and arrow in a backyard without a fence that's like twice as high. Mm, I suppose not. You don't want a fucking arrow careening into La Brea. Yeah, that would be awkward. <laughs> it's crazy. But we have enough room, is what I'm saying. Sure, but you know, you know, you, 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 just like an arrow with a high enough test. Like say we had like a common sense, honey. Anyway, I was detailing where an arrow could fly to <laughs> if we didn't if we had a short if we had the fence we have now. And Dora's like, "Do you have to tell everyone where we live?" And I just was like, "Yeah, kind of, because <laughs> that's how dangerous it would be." All right. What's next? We're gonna take another After short break. After you made me edit. Oh, get... what already? Oh yeah. boy, here we go. who was also grateful for the notification that we were taping early. Oh, I'm glad that people listened to the podcast. I know that a lot of our uh, podcast is downloaded on the first day, and I'm glad that people listen on the first day usually, too. Yeah, and thank you for writing in on the first day. 
Um, All right. She says, I'm now 25 weeks pregnant. And just this week, I'm having random people noticing my baby bump and congratulating me on my pregnancy. How many weeks is she? 25. Mm, Okay. I don't know why the Beatles are playing. What is happening? The Beatles are playing in my headphones. I was trying to play this for her. I wonder if she hates this song. I'm sure she hears it all the time. I know. Bo, you don't hate this song. It's okay. Bo, do you have opinions on Allison? Bo, do you not like Elvis Costello? He can't hear it. He doesn't have headphones on. Anyway, go ahead. All right. Um, I don't know if I've just been in denial and not feeling like this is real after the IVF stuff, but I'm all of a sudden feeling like my body is really changing. I don't fit in any of my pre-pregnancy clothes now, and I just feel like nothing looks good on this pregnant body. I went and tried on clothes at Destination Maternity slash Pee in the Pod and just felt super awkward in all the flowy, um, pier-waisted or ruched clothes. I'm not really into the super tight, show-off-everything look, but also don't want to have everything look like a tent. So a few questions for both of you. Dory, what has been your pregnancy style? Have you found any great maternity brands or stores that you're liking? (sighs) My pregnancy style has been a lot of leggings. She likes an overall, too. I like an overall, a jumpsuit. Um, I did get some skinny jeans, some skinny maternity jeans. I wear those. I got some... um, What were you wearing today where the ultrasound lady was like, women with... So tight. They just they just oh, they I wear was, so tight. I was wearing workout leggings because I thought I might have time to go to prenatal yoga, but everything took so long that I didn't. That's what I was wearing. I was wearing like actual workout clothes. Um This is what it's like actually living in a house with me and talking to me. Yep. I've picked up a guitar, guys. It's cause Allison's stuck in my head now. I feel the need to play it. <laughs> oh boy. Um so yeah, I mean, I hear you. I feel like I've I've erred on the side of flowy with with like skinny jeans, and now that I'm 32 weeks, it's like even if I'm wearing something flowy on top, it's still pretty obvious that I'm pregnant. Um, but I have worn some like tighter stuff lately because I feel like now I have a like a real bump. Um, and so. I feel less awkward about it. She somehow. got that bump, that bump, that lovely lady bump. Uh, that's not the song, right? Isn't that the song? It's hump. <laughs> I wonder if people can hear that. I don't think they can. Yeah, they can. It's not really pointed at the amp. Anyway. Um. Yeah, I. But like, I was I, I you know packing for New York today. I. I was just like, oh, I don't like love a lot of, especially like my cold weather maternity stuff. I'm like, ooh. You could put on my cold weather maternity stuff, which is just my regular clothes. I could. Yeah. If you want to, take something. Want to take a sweater you. or a hoodie or something? I don't know. You Maybe. got all those. Um, so, yeah, I feel you. I got some stuff from Hatch. And I feel like Hatch is kind of overpriced and the quality's not that great. Gap actually has decent maternity stuff. Old Navy has decent maternity stuff. I haven't bought anything from Loft, but they have, a, they have some nice maternity stuff. I got jeans from Madewell. Um, and then someone gave me a couple pairs of Uniqlo uh, maternity, a pair of Uniqlo maternity jeans and a pair of like Uniqlo maternity pants. Um... Yeah, 
I don't know. I don't totally feel like myself, but I don't feel like a totally different person. All right, second question. You glow, though. Dory, how do you feel about your pregnant body? Matt, how do you feel about Dory's pregnant body? She glows. Her boobs have gotten bigger. Plus, plus. Yeah, they have gotten bigger. And she glows. And I glow. So It's like her aura has just become this beautiful amber. Oh, thank you. Whereas honey. before it was black as the dirt. Wow. The way you talk sometimes, it seems like you think I'm a real misanthrope. Remember when you didn't believe me when I told you I was a sullen teen? Yes. Do you believe me now? Well, after being around more of your family interactions, <laughs> I do believe you more than ever. <sighs> uh, Happy belated birthday to Allison, our sister-in-law. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday, Allison. It was, I know it's a week late, but we're recording early. Dory, how does Matt make you feel in your pregnant body? Do you feel like he is supportive and makes you feel beautiful, confident, and or sexy? Given my current struggles, I don't feel like my husband has been the most supportive in this area, often bluntly telling me that something doesn't fit or that I'm bigger than I used to be. I did once come home and tell Dory that she looked like an Oompa That is true. He did do that. Which isn't directly negative, but definitely doesn't make me feel great. Um... When I got dressed up to go to that panel and I sent you a picture, you said you look great. Because you did. You don't you don't comment that much on my appearance, though. Because you're always beautiful. Oh, thanks, Why honey. Why would I have to point it out? Thank you. I suppose I should point it out more. If you're telling me that I need to do that, then I will. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just mulling. Girl, you just tell me what you need. I'll get it. Okay. I mean, it, it wouldn't hurt to hear it. Sure. I'll well, leave it at that. And bring it and I'll say it. Okay. okay. Um, all right. Thanks for all your honest answers in this amazing podcast. Sincerely, Allison in 1900 square feet in Santa Cruz, California. We just moved from 700 square feet and it's feeling quite spacious. Okay. Can you stop that, please? Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. It's late. I'm feeling weird. All right. Play another voicemail. You got it. Oh, oh I thought you said play another no, Alice. I'm going to play another voicemail. Oh, okay. Jeez. And Dory and Bo. This is Jenna. Um, you said you needed some random voicemails and emails this week. And I just finished um, last week's podcast. So I had three random things. So first. Um, I also am a huge Doug Loves Movies fan, and that is what brought me to Nerdist. Wow. Uh, appearances um, there, and then, you know, I would listen to Nerdist when it was someone that I was interested in, you know, in you, you all talking I about. I would also show up for and those. And you and Jonah and Chris did an episode of Doug Loves Movies in Vegas when you all were getting married. Oh, that's and true. We did a live one. That was one of my favorite episodes. thought it was a really fun crossover. Um <laughs> Forgot about that. that you would go back on Douglas movies because you haven't been on for a while. So I know. Maybe um, after your during your hiatus before the baby comes, that would be awesome. Can we just text Doug um, right now and tell him? And I feel like I've been a fan of Matt and Dory for a long, long time, even before this podcast. So, 
other random thing was about the lullaby playlist and the babysitter situation. We just have an old iPod that we hooked into one of those iHome alarm clock thingies mm-hmm. um, in her room. And so when the babysitter comes, she just pushes play, and then our um, DE, now toddler, you know, can hear her playlist um, just like she does normally with mommy and daddy. And then we have the same playlist on our iPhones that we can use in the car when we need. Um, so that's just a little trick for that. Now, as far as having more than one child, that's my third random question um, for all the eggheads who have more than one science babies. We, my husband and I, are in the talk of transferring another embryo, but to be honest, money is really um, holding us back. So I'm just wondering, you know, we um, – you know, we have childcare as a big payment, and we have debt from doing IVF and doing donor egg, and um, it's really hard to figure out how we would swing another childcare payment. And it's not like one of us can just quit working and live on one salary either because of all of the current expenses. So, um, egg signal to other folks who have kind of tried to figure out the finances around going ahead and trying for that um, that second science baby. Thanks, everybody. The financial signal has gone out. (laughs) How y'all pay for that shit? (laughs) It's expensive. I get it. It's real expensive. I mean, it was just like uh, constant digging and digging and digging and digging and digging and digging. And we spent last year trying to dig ourselves out of that debt. Almost. We're almost almost there. So close. So but it is we get it and we you know we uh we had to find our lives for three years ivf sucked hope you're enjoying your journey everyone <laughs> well it's funny because our next email is kind of about this let's hear it from anonymous hello matt and dory not sure what kind of signal this is, but now that you're pregnant and out of the major danger zone with that pregnancy, I hope it's safe to say you're going to have your baby soon. Mm, Me too. too. Congrats. My question is, do you both feel like the process was worth it? I'm six months in and 10 grand down without even a hint of pregnancy in sight. I understand both of those numbers are laughable to you. Sometimes I wonder if I should get off the Disney roller coaster before the helpful attendant clicks the safety harness shut. (laughs) I know I could lead a happy life either way, albeit a little less happy without some babies. Feeling down and unsure. Anonymous. Mm. Um, it was worth it, for sure, I think. You know, it's like you look back at it and it's you sort of forget about all the park, although it was very funny. I said to my accountant, did I accidentally put any medical expenses on my business card? And he said there was one charge. For seven dollars, and I said, "At California Fertility Partners." Yeah. and I said, "That was parking." <laughs> <laughs> seven dollars. I was like, "Up, oh, I know exactly what that is. Uh, that was parking. Those sons of bitches." Um, yeah. Look, I, I think ultimately you look back on everything and you're like, "Yeah, all right, that's done." You sort of forget about all the trials and tribulations. Yeah, tribulations. That's right. We're talking about a Star Trek episode. 
um, you sort of forget it all, you know, you kind of, it all, you just sort of, you, you, you more immediately live in the now as opposed to the then. Yeah. And it's been a pain in the ass, but I'm trying not to think about the pain in the ass part. Just think about the little dumb baby. Uh, I, I haven't totally forgotten it. No, I'm not, I'm not saying I've forgotten it. I'm just saying I try to. Yeah. No, for that's, yeah, that's fair. Um, that is do you fair. try to forget about it or do you not even? I don't think I'm actively trying to forget about it, but I think as more time goes by, I'm just sort of naturally it, the, the pain of it lessens. Time heals The pain all and the wounds. frustration and the anger lessens. Time heals all wounds. That's what they say. Yeah. Anyway. Yep. Do you think that that's accurate? That time heals all wounds? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it heals a lot of wounds. Yeah. Maybe not all wounds, but a lot. Does time heal all financial wounds is my question. Mm, no. Not only time. <laughs> Time and a slow play- payoff of said debt. Yeah, exactly. A very slow, <laughs> slow payoff. All right, I'm going <clears> to <throat> play another voicemail. Okay. Hi, Matt, Dory, and Bo. This is Kim from Ohio. I had a question mainly for Matt, but this goes for Dory, too. Have you guys thought about scheduling days off for yourselves? Like, literally pick a day on the calendar, whether it be a weekday or a weekend, and you literally schedule nothing to do. So if someone asks you, like, hey, do you want to do lunch? Nope, I'm sorry, I'm not available that day. No podcast that day. Uh, no housework that day. Uh, literally what a dream. yourself to be able to do what you want to do, whether that's sitting on the couch watching Netflix. Such a dream. Or, you know, playing guitar, whatever. Uh, I think you guys should really look into that. Um, I know you guys are busy with everything um, and the baby and trying to get the house ready, but sometimes it's just needed. So I just wanted to throw that out there if you guys haven't tried that yet. Um, I wish you the best of luck as you are winding down in your pregnancy, Dory, and um, just take a deep breath. You guys will get it all done, I promise. Bye. You know, it's funny you say that. Uh, You know, today... I was planning on, Bo, calm down. There's a lot of people out there I know. Relax. Today I was planning on sort of like um, getting all this morning stuff done with Dory. And then I was like, I go to work, get there at like two or something. I don't know. I was like, you know what? Let's just take, I got to do all these podcasts before Dory leaves. This whole compressed schedule situation. So today turned into... I mean, I haven't stopped doing something. No. I played a little, I pl- did play a little guitar for like an hour. I tuned a 12 string Rickenbacker and played along with Hard Day's Night. But um, a day off, I don't have that coming anytime soon. Well, I have it coming March 20th, possibly into the 24th. In beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. I'm very disappointed I can't go to uh, Liz's medical conference this year because it's so late. It's in April. I unfortunately have a baby coming. Mm. 
my favorite day of the year, ruined by the baby. Goddamn baby. Next year, though, that one-year-old baby is going to love hanging out in Vegas with me. Just me and the baby. Oh, boy. <laughs> me, the baby, and Ross. It'll be like the hangover. It's true. <laughs> it's very true. Uh, um, have you thought about scheduling a day off for yourself? Although you did have a day not long ago where you said to me you hadn't left the house the entire day. Now, that could mean you did work at the house, but... That was Friday. Kate came over and we did um, we did an interview. Yeah, see, you didn't take the day off. And I did work that day. I just didn't leave the house. Yeah. Um, like, I think you had walked Bo in the morning. Like, I didn't even walk Bo on Friday. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, That's something, huh? Yeah. And I was like, I did not leave. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't breathed fresh air. Um. Anyway, that's got to feel good, though. It felt weird occasionally to do that, right? Yeah. I, you know, I think I think I would have felt a little better about it if I'd sort of like known if I'd like planned it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the way it ended up, I just felt like, oh, I, like I'm I'm in the same clothes. <laughs> I didn't shower. I didn't go outside. Like I just felt kind of like yucky. Yeah. Um. But yeah. I hear you. That is that is a good suggestion. I'd like to do it. I'm going to tell you what. I'll do it uh, March 18th. Can I do it March 18th? Why do I feel like I have stuff to do that day? My family's still here. Yeah, I have stuff to do. You could do it March 19th. All right. <laughs> March 19th, everyone. <laughs> March 19th. Hello, day off. <laughs> Like, this weekend, Dory's going away, but I've decided that I'm going to spend the weekend writing a pilot. So, no break. No breaky. Just breaky stories. Oh, okay. Hey, Matt, Dory, Bo, baby, Dory, Shafrir, the man. I'm calling about the last name question. I didn't change my last name when I got married. Um, and I was always set on hyphenating uh, the baby name. Um, and then we had the baby, uh, and he's now six months, and his last name is hyphenated. And it's pretty simple. It's like single-syllable, uh, double-syllable, so like, you know, pretty jaunty. I don't mind it. I love it. But it's super annoying because it's always different on record. So it's it's correct obviously on his social security card and his birth certificate but like delta airlines didn't put the hyphen in one for one flight and did on another and the hospital um like the minute clinic put it one way and then you know so i don't know it's i like the hyphen because it sort of puts our family cohesively together as a unit that's Um, what our wi-fi does for record keeping it's kind of a pain in the ass so uh, we'll see. I don't know. He's only six months. Can I stress about it for another six months and then change it when he's one and just drop to maybe my last name? Because my last name is cooler than my husband's. I don't know. Just, you do you? Know, you? A human is a, is a baby do baby? Perhaps more stressful than IVF. I'm just kidding. That was more stressful. Okay. So that's the naming of things. Bye. Thank you for that. Walk, walk down uh, record hell. Yeah. 
<sighs> All right. Um, I mean, my mother sent a thing today that said Baby Myra on it. I was like, Ooh. That is the baby's last name. I know. Does that make you feel weird? Just that it's called Baby Myra? <laughs> yes. Well, we... Baby we, Myra. We don't have a name yet. What if we name the baby Baby? Nobody puts Baby in My sister posted a video of um, her three-year-old talking about my baby, our baby. Yeah. And she asked, like, what the name was, and... My sister said, it's a surprise. And I thought, what if the baby's name was Surprise? Surprise, Myra. <laughs> I mean, look, it, 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 it shouldn't be a surprise. Why is it a surprise? We just haven't It's even, not a we surprise. Just we just haven't, we haven't decided. We're not like Karen. We're not going to keep it a deep, dark secret that only Dory should know. Until the end of time. Um, we just haven't. What do you think of Gibson? No. All right. Less. Paul. Myra. Myra. <laughs> Your middle name is Paul. Leo. You liked Leo. I like Leo. You don't like Leo. Leo Fender Myra. No. I like Leo. Yeah. But you said you didn't like Leo. Uh, I, I knew. T- I know. There's a lot of baby Leo. There's a lot of Leos out there. I feel there like it are? was a popular. It was a popular baby name around here. Okay. So I just felt like uh, I feel like every name we like is popular. Um. Yeah, I know. What I mean, your name is Matt. It was very popular at the time. <laughs> yeah. Not so much popular now, is it? Is it? I don't know. <laughs> serious question. I don't know. I don't think so. I, I don't think like, it's as popular. I feel like people don't have it anymore. Or rather don't. You know what? You know what people don't name their kids anymore that was so popular when we were growing up is Mark. You feel like people don't name their kids Mark anymore? Yes. Hmm. And I know so many Marks who are my age. Okay. Well. There's my theory. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Dory's Name Corner. Dory's Name Corner with Mark. <laughs> Mark with a C or Mark with a K? It's hard to know. <laughs> Is there one that's more Jewish than the other? Um. Well, Mark with a K was the was from the Bible, so I feel like Mark with a C was. I don't know. I don't actually know. <laughs> I had two ex boyfriends named Mark. One was with a C, and one was with a K. And my like best friend from college is also named Mark. That's true, he is. And this guy in high school I liked was named Mark. I mean, there's just like a lot of Marks out there. Well, I don't know what to tell you, honey. It just is what it is. Mark my words. Oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, boy. Yeah, so we have a list of names. Haven't whittled it down too, too much. Um, I'm still also on the lookout for names. (laughs) Inspiration could strike at any time. Any second. Like on that that German Marx Brothers duck soup poster. Leo is right there. Leo? Leo McCary. Oh, yeah. So is Zeppo. So is Zeppo. (laughs) (laughs) What about Harpo? I don't think we could do a Harpo, honey. Harpo Myra? 
Uh, no. I mean, we, I, we, I think of all the Marx Brothers there, I don't think any of them. That's Leo McCary. Hmm. What a what a guy. 18, born in 1898, died in 1969. All right. I'm what gonna... a director. An affair to remember. Duck soup. Okay. The awful truth. Okay. I'm gonna, I mean, I'm that gonna... is just... That's fantastic. Can I just nearly two hundred movies? Read some some emails here. Okay. All right. It's from anonymous. Oh, Thomas Leo was his name. In regards to the briefly mentioned and dismissed push present, well, yeah, dismissed I mentioned by my it husband. And dismissed it. Someone at work. People at work were like saying they didn't like the idea of a push present, and I was like, oh, okay. My husband had regarded it as a trite, hallmarky type of thing that was not only unnecessary, but downright silly. Isn't the baby present enough? But after watching me labor, well, laboriously, gory details not included, to bring our baby into the world, he was struck with a change of heart. The day after our healthy daughter was born, he went home briefly to feed the cat and returned with a piece of jewelry I'd admired at an antique store near our house. With his tail between his legs, he admitted that I truly deserved a push present. It was the most earnest and loving gift I'd ever received from him, a moment sweeter than even our engagement. Thanks for the great pod. Congrats on Dory Shafir, the man, XOXO, Anonymous. Thank you, Anonymous, for that insight. I like that um, Dory Shafir, the man, is taking over here. I do, too. Has real staying power. <laughs> Truly does. You know, it's been a while since I've, like, checked in on the main podcast page of um itunes and it seems like there's like an aesthetic now to podcast art it's all very similar weird it's all very voxy like vox media yeah all right that's my uh that's my two cents okay as someone who's been involved in podcasts longer than everybody on this fucking main podcast page up to it including you as recline oh boy all right i'm gonna play one last voicemail <laughs> actually as recline's first podcast was in 2002 before the invention right. of podcasts uh, chris calling from north carolina uh you guys were talking about the movies and them being problematic from a racist or sexist standpoint uh, Dory mentioned Blade Runner, and I just wanted to point out that, uh, you know, it seemed less obvious back in the day, but uh, I rewatched Blade Runner recently, and uh, yeah, Deckard straight up rapes Rachel, so it's pretty problematic from my standpoint. Uh, so you may want to may want to proceed with caution with that one. But uh, Wait, which yeah, one? I love the movie Blade Runner. But, uh, it is definitely problematic. There you go. See, this is what and I'm that talking came about. Came out of Dory's brain. This is what I'm talking about. Like I don't remember all the details of Blade Runner. I didn't remember that detail. <laughs> Like, I, mean, I feel like this is this kind of shit that happens now. Like even Back to the Future is very problematic. Oh, extremely. So yeah, you know it's the greatest movie of all time. But it's problematic. I guess you just have to deal with something <laughs> like. Uh... Well, listen. Thank you all for coming on this journey with us. It's been real. Reminder that you can support us on Patreon and get up to two bonus episodes per month. Patreon.com slash Excellent Adventure. And if you support us at the $5 level or above, you get your name read on the podcast each month and you get the back catalog of the patron episodes as well. And there's a lot of them. Um, we are not going to read any names today because 
It's the last week of February. We don't have the March Patreon supporters list yet. So we will read some names next week. Thank you all so much. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. I'll leave you now with the Marx Brothers and a day at the races. This could be a good lullaby. Where'd she go? She left. All right. Bye, everybody.